Are you ready for the end of the world? <laughs> Listen to Your Community Spirit, the show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. Let's bring back the circle again. The circle of friends, the circle of family, the circle of being. Wake up and be healthy and therefore wealthy to the peace and joy of Mother Earth. This is your community spirit. We're coming at you on WDBX 91.1 FM, community radio for Southern Illinois. What a coincidence. Your community spirit, community radio, good times in the community. That first song we listened to was a song called We Are Alive from a CD called Chance. Chance by Reclaiming and Friends. Exciting CD full of uh, fun and inspiring chants like that. <clears throat> so, uh, as you may have noticed, if you're a regular listener, Orbeck is not here today. He is still off on his international adventures. And we'll be excited to hear how those went when he returns. In the meantime, we've got a plethora of news and happenings and holidays to share with you today. So let's jump right into some of that. Today is the 15th day of the year. You may have noticed this fact by the fact that it's January 15th, which is the first month of the year. It's a little easier to figure out what day of the year it is when it's still in January, isn't it? So there are 350 days left in the year. So we've got some holidays uh, the first holiday is one of the most exciting holidays we've mentioned in a while. It's uh, International Fetish Day. Uh, you can find out more info on that at internationalfetishday.com. It's all about celebrating people's fetishes, which sounds very exciting. Another holiday coming up, uh, the solar eclipse. Now, sadly, we here in the northern uh, uh, North America and South America, we're not going to get to see this solar eclipse. But if you've got time, you can... Fly out to the, the Maldives. It's probably going on as we speak. <laughs> so uh, we also have today is the birthday of Martin Luther King Jr., the actual birthday. Uh, we observe it this coming Monday because they decided that giving people a Monday off was the best way to uh, celebrate the day. Uh, but the actual birthday is today. So happy birthday to Martin Luther King Jr. Some other holidays coming up. We have uh, on Saturday, the 16th of January... Appreciate a Dragon Day. So for all of you people out there who like dragons, believe in dragons, uh, if you've watched the movie Avatar and you call their little flying creatures dragons, it, whatever dragons you appreciate, today is a day to appreciate those dragons. It's also National Nothing Day, which is a somewhat mysterious holiday in which you don't actually celebrate anything, you don't announce it to people, so I'm breaking one of the traditions of the holiday. 
You don't uh, try to spread the word of anything. You just sit around doing nothing. So National Nothing Day. This Saturday is also Religious Freedom Day, a day to celebrate people's uh, freedom to be religious of whatever religion they may be. All right, coming up on Sunday, uh, this is a fun one. It's Kid Inventors Day. This is, uh, this is available on kidinventorsday.com. They have more information on this. Television, water skis, earmuffs, the popsicle. What do they all have in common? All were invented by kids. 500,000 children and teens invent gadgets and games each year. These innovations help make our lives easier and more fun. So if you're a kid who's listening to this, or if you have kids, or you know kids, you can encourage them in their creativity and inventiveness. So let's see, some other holidays. Coming up, uh, World Religion Day. On, coming up on Sunday, day to celebrate uh, the interfaith community and interfaith dialogue between different religions. It's also the birthday of Benjamin Franklin, which I actually bet is why they picked it as Kid Inventors Day because he's known for inventing things, including when he was a kid. All right, coming up this Monday, we have Martin Luther King Jr. Day observed. We also have uh, Pooh Day. Now, it's not what might come to mind for some of you. It's Winnie the Pooh Day. It's a day to celebrate the birth of the creator of Winnie the Pooh. It's also the anniversary of the Lewis and Clark Expedition Commission. Coming up next Tuesday... The 19th of January, we have Rid the World of Fad Diets and Gimmick Day. Gimmick Diets Day. We also have the, coming up next Tuesday, the birthday of Edgar Allan Poe. I'm a big Edgar Allan Poe fan, so uh, it's a really good holiday. It's also interesting to look up some of the lore around uh, what goes on for his birthday. It's also, on a, a less auspicious note, the birthday of General Robert E. Lee. Coming up next Wednesday, we have Aquarius Begins. Oh, I should have played This is the Dawning of the Age of Aquarius. But uh, some of you probably heard that song too much. <coughs> and the rest of you probably don't care to hear it. So coming up, one of the most exciting holidays we have. Uh, well, I guess International Fetish Day was pretty exciting. But uh, on a more platonic note, we have, coming up next Thursday, National Hugging Day. It's a day to celebrate hugging people, to go around giving people a hug, um, I've also seen the, the guy who goes around with the free hug sign and sees if people will actually give hugs. And they usually do. It, it was, they've got YouTube videos about this. It's a pretty exciting way to celebrate uh, National Hug Day. So those are some of our holidays. If you know of any special holidays coming up, you can always feel free to send them our way. My email address is treesong at treesong.org. Now let's get into some of the happenings. Now I'm going to jump a little out of chronological order here. 
because here's a happening that I'm quite excited about. Valentine's Day is coming soon, and there is no better way to celebrate than by attending the 14th annual WDBX Valentine's Ball, House of Blues at the Carbondale Civic Center on Saturday, February 13th. Now, they've got House of Blues for our ball, spelled B-L-O-O-Z-E, so it's fun stuff. Doors open at 6 p.m., and music starts at 6.30 with the SIU Studio Jazz Orchestra. Dinner by C-Infinity Events and catering of uh, C-Infinity Events and catering of Cobden. And there will also be Slappin' Henry Blue with Tall Paul taking the stage. We hold our annual silent art auction as well. This year we're celebrating a truly American art form, the blues, which is exciting stuff. We'll have a cash bar by Trace Ombres and wine from Alta Vineyards. Tickets are $40 per person. Now, where can you get these tickets, you might ask? They're on sale now at Arnold's Market, Harbaugh's Cafe, the Neighborhood Co-op, Town Square Market, Long Branch Coffee House, and Plaza Luxury Records, all in Carbondale. So that's exciting stuff, and we thank those places for having the tickets there. All proceeds benefit WDBX Community Radio, which you happen to be listening to at the moment. 14th Annual Valentine's Ball, House of Blues, Saturday, February 13th at the Carbondale Civic Center. Now, it sounds like a really good time. I actually, I, before I even heard the announcements, I knew it was about time, so I came into the station and I got my tickets already. So, it's an exciting happening. And in other happenings, uh, I wanted to mention one that's actually a non-happening. Uh, we usually mention the Film Friday series here. The Big Muddy Independent Media Center has a series of films, usually documentaries, that they show every Friday. However, they're taking a break for a little while. The Big Muddy IMC, is, uh, their space is undergoing renovations, and they're preparing for the new year. So they're going to be taking a break until February. Uh, once they do resume their film series, they'll actually be resuming it at the Guy House Interfaith Center, 913 South Illinois Avenue. They'll be holding films there for a little while until the renovations are complete. So we, we like following that film series, so we'll have more news on the details as they approach. Now, as you may have heard, especially if you were listening to the previous 15 minutes of the show, uh, it's the celebration of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. is coming up. Because today is his birthday, and Monday is the f official observance. And there are so many events going on related to it. Um, SIU has a whole list of them, and we're going to get through some of the ones that are coming up this week. They actually have two weeks of remembrance of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, this coming two weeks. So we'll mention a few of these, and then we'll see if we can get some of the other ones mentioned next week as they approach. 
So first, coming up on Sunday, uh, The Life and Legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. This will be at 3.30 p.m. Refreshments follow by 4 p.m. program. This is at the Carbondale Civic Center, 200 South Illinois Avenue in Carbondale. We also have on next Monday, we've got a few different events going on. Monday is actually one of the most action-packed days of this week. We have the 28th annual MLK Commemorative Breakfast will be at 7 a.m. at Grinnell Hall on the SIUC campus. I actually plan on going to that. It's getting up bright and early. <laughs> 7 a.m. is not the usual time that I'm up and about, as some of you may know, but for, for a cause like this, it's worth it. So that's 7 a.m. on Monday at Grinnell Hall on the SIUC campus. The National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, NAACP, Carbonale Branch, sponsors this Carbonale tradition, a diverse celebration. Tickets are $5 each, and you can get them at the door. Another event coming up, the SIUC Land of Lincoln AmeriCorps team sponsors drive-up and drop-off donations from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. The Carbonale Walmart parking lot. Drop-off donations of clothing particularly winter garments and outer apparel for children, food, and books. The drive will benefit the Women's Center, uh, Pregnancy Matters, Community Closet Outreach, the Good Samaritan Ministries Food Pantry, and Goodwill in Carbondale. So you can take action to help others in the community on this day. Also coming out on Monday, the Freedom for All March and Rally. This starts at 11 a.m., begins at the Gaia House Interfaith Center, located at 913 South Illinois Avenue in Carbondale. Students, faculty, staff, and community members will participate in this march to remember the past and recognize the ongoing struggles for freedom, justice, and human rights that King, Cesar Chavez, Mahatma Gandhi, and others have all fought for. This year, for the first time, the march ends at the SIUC Student Center with a big rally. And we do have one more event for this coming Monday, a transpoetic tribute to black voices, coming up on Monday at 10 p.m. to midnight at Trace Ombres, 119 North Washington in Carbondale. Recognition of Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr., the transpoetic playground will feature a night of open mic spoken word art. We are encouraging artists to read poems by African-American poets and to write original works that consider the many contributions black Americans make to our culture and our country. This event is hosted by Charlie Hope Dorsey, one of Carbondale's most thought-provoking performance poets. Definitely agree about that. As always, all spoken word art and artists are welcome to the mic, so if you don't have anything on that theme prepared, you can share what you have and listen to some of the good contributions by others. So that's an exciting event because I go to the transportic uh, playground anyway when that's going on. So it's good to see that they're recognizing the theme of the week. And all that was just for the Sunday and Monday of the week. We've still got more events to mention, which is exciting stuff. Coming up on Tuesday, January 19th, the Truth Table. 
from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. on the first floor of the Student Center. Visit the Student Development Multicultural Programs and Services table to find out more about King and view a video featuring reflections from students and community members regarding the life, the legacy, and the dream of King. Also, participate in the Penny Donation Drive, helping in the fund drive to collect money for the Martin Luther King Jr. National Memorial Project in Washington, D.C. Well, that's pretty exciting. And as I mentioned, there are more happenings related to the the Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. holiday coming up next week. They're so excited about it, they're celebrating it for two weeks, and I greatly approve of this. So we'll have more news on those happenings as they approach. If you have any happenings for future weeks to send our way, my email address is treesong at treesong.org. Now that we've gotten through some holidays and happenings, let's get to the news. And we've got, uh, I've got good news and bad news. <laughs> well, as well as it's good to hear all the news, whether it's good or bad. So we'll get into some of this. Our first story, Dirty Air Acts. Polluter lobbyists, Senate staff, a murky relationship. At first, it seemed like simply one bad idea from Senator Lisa Murkowski from Alaska. But now we know the real story a tangled web of public officials, polluter lobbyists, and efforts to gut the Clean Air Act. Now, usually we try to focus on uh, as many inspiring and uplifting stories as we can here, but it's also important to get the dirt out sometimes so that we can talk about it and do something about it. So there's this story going on with the Murkowski Amendment, which you may or may not have heard of yet. Every day it seems like we're learning more. More about their evolving door between the Bush administration and polluter lobbyists. More about their influence with senators and their staffers. And more about who's really pulling the strings on the effort to block climate action. Big Oil's MVP, Senator James Inhofe from Oklahoma. So there have been a few stories on this. Some of the best reporting has come from uh, the Washington Post's Post Carbon blog. If you do a search for Washington Post Post Carbon blog, you can find that. Uh, it's got a long and unweirdly address to mention on the radio. Uh, earlier this week, the author of that, Ella Pern, reported that the polluter lobbyists were helping Senator Murkowski's staffers write legislation to strip environmental protections. Now, that's one thing that's always annoying me. I mean, you know, I suppose representatives and senators and such need help from a variety of places as they craft the legislation they're doing. But when when an industry that has a vested interest in not being regulated just hands a bill to a senator or representative and they just say, oh, okay, 
I'll just do this. That's fine. That that raises my ire a little bit. So let's see. There's a lot on this story. Can mention a few of the specifics. Uh, here we go. The uh, there's evidence of close working relationships between polluter lobbyists, lobbyists and Senate staffers. Um, there were two lobbyists who were senior Environmental Protection Agency officials during George W. Bush administration helped craft the amendments that Murkowski tried to offer in the fall in an effort to bar the EPA from regulating greenhouse gases on its own. And that's the underlying point of the entire story, is that this amendment is intended to keep the EPA from doing its job. <laughs> you know, the people have realized that one of the ways that the EPA can take action on climate change is through the Clean Air Act, and this amendment is working to eliminate their power to utilize the Clean Air Act. So why would a senator from Alaska, called the poster state for global warming, put polluters' interests out of her home state's climate concerns? In the current campaign cycle, Senator Murkowski is Congress's number one recipient of electric utilities money and number four recipient of big oil money. And Greenpeace is now calling for an investigation of Murkowski's lobbyist ties. Gee, I wonder if all of that money that uh, she got could have influenced her decisions. Now, since we don't live in Alaska, we won't necessarily really do all that much good to contact uh, Murkowski. You can feel free to. They may not listen to you since you're not a constituent. One thing you can do, though, whatever your views on the situation, is you can contact your senators and uh, ask them to listen to what you have to say. If you think it's a good thing, if you think we shouldn't use the Clean Air Act to act on climate change, you can tell them that. If you think we should, you can tell them that, too. It's all about citizen involvement, because c considering that amount of money that uh, this senator and some of the other senators are getting from industry, it'd be nice if they at least heard what some of uh, us citizens think about these policies that they're putting out there. Yes, we will, we will hasten because the imbalance is growing stronger with the climate. All right, so in other news, um, we do have more climate news, but this is actually, I don't know if we can entirely call this positive climate news, but the aspect we're covering is positive. Who's leading whom? Developing nations continue to lead post-Copenhagen. It was one of the biggest surprises in the run-up to the Copenhagen summit, and it may be one of the best reasons for hope now that the meeting has ended in disappointment. Rapidly industrializing, developing countries are pressing ahead with their plans to reduce the growth in their carbon emissions, despite the failure to reach a substantial international agreement in the Danish capital. One by one, as last month's Copenhagen summit approached, the main developing countries, China, India, Brazil, South Africa, 
Mexico and Indonesia announced surprisingly ambitious emissions targets. Indeed, measured against what the United Nations International uh, Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change says will be needed by 2020, they did much more to fulfill their side of the bargain than the rich countries. An analysis published during the summit showed that every one of their offsets offers fell within range of what would be required of them, with Brazil and Indonesia even surpassing that range, while only two of the developed uh, country commitments from Norway and the European Union did so. So it's pretty interesting to me. You know, we have these uh, developed countries, some of the wealthiest countries in the world, saying, oh, we can't, you know, we can't afford to decrease our carbon footprints, lower our impact on the environment. And then you have these other countries saying, uh, oh, yes, we can do that. We can work on climate change. That's unfortunate. What is encouraging to me, though, is that people at the grassroots level, you know, in, in whatever countries, there seems to be people at the grassroots level who are interested in this issue. I mean, I've heard people talking about how they were depressed by the, the Copenhagen climate conference because, well, a lot of the, the first world nations just didn't really do all that well in making commitments to doing something about climate change. But I was excited by it because I saw all of these grassroots people in their local communities and in Copenhagen taking action on the issue. And that's what's going to get things done. All right, we uh, looks like we're pretty much out of time for your community spirit. I would, however, like to mention one more story, an interesting note that's um, hopefully as positive as uh, they say it is, which is kind of funny because they're not even saying it's all that positive. But the story is called Clocking Out. Scientists cautiously optimistic as the doomsday clock resets. The minute hand of the doomsday clock was moved back slightly on Thursday, indicating the world has inched away from nuclear or environmental catastrophe, but still is not out of danger. It is six minutes to midnight. The Bulletin of Atomic Scientists, which created the Doomsday Clock in 1947, said in a statement read out as the clock's countdown to midnight was nudged back by one minute from where it has been since 2007. So, we're theoretically a minute further away from destruction, uh, hopefully we can use that six minutes wisely in order to avert destruction. Uh, so my name is Treesong. If you have any further happenings, you can send them to my way at treesong at treesong.org. Hopefully this show has been exciting and informative for you as it has been for me. And we'll see you here next week on the radio.